Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Horror Business Podcast with your host, The Catholic. Now, um, unfortunately, this is my second time having to record this because I noticed about 10 minutes into the last recording, I was saying the wrong name of the show. I was... uh, calling it the Hybrid Moments Podcast instead of the Horror Business Podcast. I was uh, referring to my show last semester. Ah, that hurt. That hurt a lot. Because I I went on a a good little ramble. Because I I definitely... I I like to take these these episodes, you know, just like the first 10 minutes. I like to take them a little bit as like a, a little bit of a talk therapy. You know, um... Just to just to get my voice out and just just to have you know, I guess just to hear myself. So I I I don't know I don't know. It's therapy. It's therapy. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Uh, you're the one listening to the show, so don't judge me. Um, sorry about that. Yeah. No. Okay. I had to totally re. I have to re-record all of this. So hey, how's it going? It's, uh, it's been a week, hasn't it? Um, (laughs) it's been a mighty, uh, mighty difficult week for the Horror Business Podcast and your host, The Catholic. It's been a very, very difficult, uh, difficult time. And, uh, ooh, boy. Ooh, 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 ooh. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'm done now. I'm done now. I'm, I'm zeroed in and I'm ready. So, yes, uh, last week I did say on the podcast that I would be, I would not be reviewing a movie. I won't be talking about a movie. I'll be talking about something a little different. And this week I'll be talking about a little bit of a passion thing for me. And that passion thing for me is music. Um, and my favorite band. And this band by no means is the best band in the world they're they're not they they you know they're some would say they're terrible but i would say they're legendary and i'm talking about the misfits and i will get into a little more about the band the music and all of that smooth jazz when i'm done with uh with 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 my slight introduction you know i just i i i you know, I, I, I already went through my therapy stuff in the last recording. It's okay. All, all you just gotta know, for me personally, it's been a, it's 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 been an okay week. But the upcoming week is gonna be uh, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be uh, you know, I got a essay to write. Actually, a couple essays to write. I gotta edit this. I gotta film a um uh, a project for uh my uh field production class uh and i'm just i'm having a crisis of of questioning my my abilities and my talents and all of that and it's been pretty scary because i don't know i guess i'm scared of failure so yeah i i guess i'm just gonna throw my you know the, the balls to the wall try my best uh anyway um yeah, yeah. I'm going to cut this uh 
this intro definitely a, a little short and go a little more into the, the main topic. But I will say, uh, when I uh, was about to take a music break for my last thing, I was like, oh, my my throat gets really dry in these recordings, so I was like, oh, let, let me let me get myself a little like uh, a little beverage, a little a little bit of juice. Um, I got myself the only thing that we had other than water was a apple juice box, and I do enjoy me a good uh, apple juice uh, and with no sugar. But I'm pretty sure there's sugar in these. Like, there's 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 no way to have a a, a fruit juice without sugar. Mm. Ah, delicious divine i do love me a good juice box uh it's tried and true better than juice pouches i i will die on the hill to say that high c is better than than capri sun capri sun is garbage compared to high c's and i'll say that because i've never heard of a rotten high c but i've heard of rotten uh capri suns fun fact have have you ever noticed i this might be for only certain people of my generation, but definitely people of older generations. Um, Capri Suns, of course, they come in like the the the, the pouch. It's kind of it's like a faux metal type of thing, you know. It's like an aluminum type of thing. But um, of course, it's got the 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 Capri Sun logo in the front, but it's got the silver in the back and at the bottom. And everyone remembers the bottoms being completely silver, you know, being the same as the back. Now, I do believe this must have been like 2010, 2011, where um, the bottom of the juice pouches, they made them transparent. They made them like see-through, like just plastic. And... I didn't know why. I was like, oh, okay, this is weird. And then whatever. Didn't think much of it as a kid. But I remember one of the lunch ladies, she just for some reason was just like, oh, what, you know, oh, do you know why they have the, the Capri Sun see-through at the bottom? And I was like, no. And people were like, oh, parents were complaining that there was mold, like kids were drinking mold at the bottom of their juice pouches. So, oh my God, that's disgusting. <laughs> and so, yeah, I found, I found that out. And, uh, yeah, that's gross. And you never hear of a rotten high C. You'll never hear of a high C with mold in it. And um, I'll stand I'll stand by it. I'll stand by it. I know right now I'm not drinking a high C. What, what, what the hell brand is this? Juicy Juice. Very original name. It's a Juicy Juice Apple Juice Box. Good stuff. Good stuff. Probably not very healthy for you, but I guess I'm not a very healthy person. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, um, and you know, unhealthiness that has a little bit to do with uh, with Misfits, because the Misfits were the first horror punk band, and everyone knows that punk rock, and yeah, that's not healthy for you. Punk rock's supposed to be bad for you. It's supposed to be dangerous. I suppose. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, I've been a fan of Misfits for not that long. Maybe about, um, oh, geez. I think it's been five years now. It's been five years since I've, oh, no. I think it's been maybe four. It's been four years. Because I did not like them when I first got into punk music, I think. 
yeah, I did not like them until like I think 2017. That's when I got into them. But I'll, I'll go more. I'll go more into that in a bit. You know, no, 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 no. Um, let me see what time it is. I gotta check this stuff. Okay, it's about at the eight minute mark. I think I am gonna look for a small break to take. And right now, I am going to take a music break. So for this song, um, I'm going to be doing uh, the Misfits theme for a jackal off the album Static Age. And uh, I got a good little story about uh, the album Static Age. But yes, theme for a jackal. And if in the process of editing this, I find out that there is um, profanity in it, It'll be changed to a different Misfits song. And um, I won't need to tell you the name because the name is pretty much the chorus. So here we go. Theme for a Jackal by the Misfits off the album Static Age. And that was Misfits, Theme for a Jackal, off the album Static Age. Now, speaking of Static Age, 
Um, let's go back to the spry year of, I believe, 1976. And a uh, young, uh, young group of people decide to come together. A, an unlikely pairing um, of uh, a guy named uh, Glenn... Uh, gl- birth name Glenn Alazone or Alazone and oh let me go back actually let me go back a little bit let us go back to the spry year of 1976 I believe in Lodi New Jersey um an unlikely pairing would happen between a, a a group of people, primarily two people, uh, you, you we just really want to focus on two people here, and that is a a, a young man named Glenn Alazone or Alazone, and another young man named uh, Gerald Cafaya or Cafia. I don't know. It's difficult names to. It's very very Italian names here. Um, Yes, these these two young men would meet, and they would uh, uh, have an idea for a band. Um, young uh, Jerry Cafaya, uh, he saw a, a a David Bowie, uh, Diamond Dogs show, and would get inspired to. Uh, basically uh, quit his uh, sports scholarship that he was going to get for Ohio State. Uh, he was a, a young jock, a very popular young man in, in his high school of Lodi, New Jersey. He quits that scholarship and um, learns how to play the bass. Um, Glenn Alizone, um, he... Uh, not much is known about him in his high school days. Um, I think all people really know of him is just that he was just the weird silent guy, uh, who had, uh, just the, the weirder friends, I suppose. Um, he, uh, uh, ooh, yeah, no, he was a weird guy. I, I think that's what a lot of people just, like, recognize him as just being, like, the, 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 the quiet type he um he i believe was into uh drugs and a lot of alcohol at a young age uh but i believe it was by the time he was like 18 between the years of him being like 18 and 20 uh he would just stop that and he kind of like just lived more or less kind of just like a straight edge kind of life um he was a roadie for a band at a time until uh, he joined with a, a small group of, of like-minded individuals, uh, which prompted him to uh, quit this band by um, urinating all over the, uh, the drummer's drum set, who was very rude to him, and him just going off. Now, the Misfits, they pretty much only started as a, uh, as a, as a, as a triad, as a, as a three-person group, um, Glenn was not originally the uh, the, the singer. Uh, Glenn was the uh, was the keyboard player. Jerry was on bass, and I 
Yeah, they do not have drums or guitar. They they just had the keyboards, the singer, and the bassist. Uh, the singer at the time, I'm not too sure what his name it was. Uh, going through my research, I'm sure, I'm sure I probably, I'm I'm sure I missed it somewhere. I'm I'm I was rifling through my books just before uh, saying this, which shame on me. But honestly, that singer's not important at all. Um, after kind of doing a couple of practices like this, they would move on to, uh, figure out like, okay, we, we, we need a good, we, we need a guitarist. Maybe, uh, they record, they got rid of that, the, the one singer cause they didn't like him. Apparently he was very rude. So they got rid of him and they found out Glenn could sing like Glenn had like an Elvisy voice. So they got him to sing, play keyboards, and uh, uh, Jerry did the bass. And I think they think they had someone else with drums at the time. Uh, and they uh, came out with a single called "She and Cool Cough." Uh, it was just a. It, there's only like five hundred of these records. It was just a short little EP, two songs, A side, B side. And that's it. Uh, and it sounds awful. It's terrible. I think that uh, the rest of the work is a massive improvement. But that first couple songs were pretty rough. Um, damn near unlistenable, honestly. It's it's that bad. Um, so, I, and I, I do believe they recognize that. I believe they highly recognize that it was not good. So that was when they were like, okay, we need a definitive drummer. And we need a guitarist. So that's when they found their friends, um, Mr. Jim, and uh, who played the drums. And then on guitar, they found a guy named Frenchie Coma. At least that's his stage name. And Glenn would kind of change up his name to uh, from Glenn Alizone to Glenn Danzig. Uh, I believe his family, I think, a, I think. Part of his family is from Poland, and I think they were Holocaust survivors, which is where he got the um the the name Danzig from. He 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 studied a lot of weird stuff, um, maybe even a little, little, little um problematic stuff. But yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Um, he uh yeah he changed his name to Glenn Danzig, uh Jerry only he. Or, oh, I just spoiled it. But yes, Glenn Caffey, or Jerry Caffey, uh, would try to find his stage name and he saw a sign that said the one and only, so he came up with the name Jerry Only. So I'm just going to be calling them Glenn Danzig and Jerry Only from now on. But anyway, um, yes, they would start um, pretty much the Misfits, like all of them together. And that's when they started uh, recording music. Uh, their first um, official EP, um, not official, but like the the first like ensemble recording was, um, I believe it was B. No, it was Bullet. Yeah, the album would have Bullet. We are one thirty eight. Um, that's on the A side and on the, on the B side songs, attitude and Hollywood Babylon. Um, oh, and, uh, that was released in 1978. 
I had some of my years. They they did take a couple years break, of course, to practice. They formed seventy six, uh, or seventy seven, and they fully released their stuff nineteen seventy eight. That's when people say like the misfits truly started. Excuse me for for having some of my my information mixed up. I I I have these two books, um, that uh is where I'm getting all my information from. They're they're two of the I guess the the most official and most accurate information on the misfits are, um these two books being uh teenagers from Mars. Um, by Frank White and Ken Cafaya, Jerry Only's brother, um, which is a collection of just, it's like a picture book of just like stuff over the um the early years, and then the book Scream with Me, uh, the enduring legacy of the Misfits, and this is by uh Tom uh Bregowitz. I don't know how to pronounce that. And, uh, uh, Jeremy Dean and uh Umberto uh. Duroso. I apologize if I if I totally messed up those names, but yeah, and this is uh, "Scream with Me" is uh, just a collection of um, pretty much their entire um, their entire like work, like every poster that they made, every flyer, everything like technical about the um, the the albums, the recordings, the recording session papers, all the paperwork, interviews of just. The only the the, um, the 1977 to 1983 Misfits incarnation, um, it's all the, that's all their stuff, um, here in this one book, but anyway, as I was saying, um, this on uh, this EP Bullet was kind of their their first big thing. Um, not too many sure how many were made. I think it was over a thousand but they had a pretty uh um controversial like uh, uh thing about it what, what i think that the misfits really were is that over a lot of things and it's still true to this day is they are good at marketing um glenn and jerry both had this uh really Really, uh, good, uh, 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 money making technique, um, and stuff that like pioneered all through, all through the years. Uh, it pioneered for like other bands and other you know people to start doing, um, but um, the Misfits, of course, you know, being a punk band, they they had to, they had to, they had to hit the 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 soft spots, the the they had to anger people. So of course, this being a uh, uh, you know an EP called Bullet, and the song Bullet being about the uh, um, the death of uh, John F. Kennedy, uh, which Glenn Danzig uh, is uh, a big fan of John F. Kennedy dying, um, and I'm pretty sure the only reason for that is because Glenn Danzig believes that uh, J- JFK had Marilyn Monroe uh, murdered, had her executed. Um, Interesting conspiracy theory. I'd kind of buy into it, but yeah, he he buys into this conspiracy theory, and he's upset because she was like his favorite actress. So he's like, "Oh well, I'm glad you're dead." I know punk rock, right? It's so cool. Uh. Anyway, 
Uh, <laughs> but as I was saying about their their marketing, not only did they um really focus on um provoking people, uh, but the back of the uh, the e or no the front of the EP is the um the moment of JFK as he's shot, and they do trace um the 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 his brains flying out. Uh, the the picture is in black and white, but the only things that are in color are the words, the misfits, and then they they colored his brains flying out of his head uh, in red, <laughs> which um, it definitely got people uh, upset. And the inside you know, cover is um, uh, the the sleeve. Uh, it says you know better dead uh, better dead on red, and. They uh they include a lyric sheet and um the vinyl the vinyls they I know they they did certain select uh, uh, numbers of this stuff um that they don't fully provide the information here um but they uh would come up with uh colored vinyls so they would release limited amounts of these colored vinyls that would you know, people would get at random. You never know when you're going to get, you know, the colored vinyl just yet. Um, and it was in this time that Glenn came up with this idea of having something called the Fiend Club. And the Fiend Club is just a fan club. It's, uh, you basically, for free, uh, you, you, Chris, you, you have to get one of their albums, which a lot of people think that the Misfits uh, were this extremely popular band. And that's that couldn't have been farther from from the truth. Um, they were extremely unpopular. Nobody knew who the hell they were. Um, if you wanted to hear the Misfits, you had to like know a guy who knows a guy who has a cousin, who has an aunt, who has a neighbor, who has a best friend's niece's sister's boyfriend, who had a record that you might be able to like get in contact with them and say, Hey, can I listen to this? It's like that type of, it, it became a little bit of a cult as they would say. And, uh, yeah, you wouldn't you know, get it. And they, uh, they would have, um, like a, a sheet of paper that had, uh, the crimson ghost, uh, which is kind of became the misfits, uh, iconic symbol. And, it would uh you just basically you sign your name you put it in an envelope and you ship it to uh to Lodi and you know Glenn would keep your name keep your uh, keep your address and whenever they made up merch you know posters t-shirts buttons stickers he would just send them to you for free whenever he gets them made um and he would do that in his uh his parents basement um which is I, I believe in with Misfits fandom is kind of a this mythical place, a Glenn Danzig's basement, which, um, according to one of his friends, Peter Marshall, was uh, a, a pretty large uh, basement, which one side was, you know, filled with it was just an unused kitchen and, and supplies that he made for like crafting T-shirts and merch and stuff. And the other side was apparently just filled with all of his manga and uh, um anime figures like apparently he he's was very into japanese like superheroes and stuff so i think it's it's pretty funny um 
and it's it, it's not surprising at all because you know, you know later later on with the misfits you do get a uh you do get a sense that he is thoroughly inspired by uh by some anime and some manga um so yeah they uh they they started coming out with all this uh this stuff and they started to uh adopt a uh they were trying to look for an image after this point and they didn't know what to go with they were of course they were just like your your average normal punk band you know with the tattered up ripped up clothes and all that all that stuff even though they came from pretty you know affluent like middle class families like they none of them were really poor they were all middle class so they were like they, they had to come up with with a certain thing that that just matched them and um i think it was mostly inspired by them one night going to cbgb's the the famous uh um country bluegrass blues bar that exclusively would only uh hire uh punk bands to play at the time and this was like what pioneered alternative music like without cbgb's or max's kansas city like there's no there's no rock and roll you hear today. It's it it'd be a, a far distant future. Even uh the rap music of today, uh some of it is inspired by alternative music of yesteryear. Without it, probably wouldn't be here. But I don't know what we would have today, but it probably won't be as wouldn't be as cool. So um, yeah, they were inspired by going there, and they uh, saw that all the Ramones were were in the building. And the Ramones are, of course, famous for coming out of CBGB. Um, and they, 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 they were inspired by right away that they could recognize each and every Ramone. Like, you know, that they could just pick them out of a, an, a, literally an entire crowd. And so they were just like, oh, we, we got to do something like that. Glenn and Jerry, coincidentally, they're both into horror movies. So then they decide, oh, let's just like all dress in black let's dye our hair black uh jerry only had his hair blue and spiky uh he had his hair like inspired by like sid vicious the bassist for the sex pistols um so they all decide oh yeah let's get like spikes and just like put spikes in our leather jackets and 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 dress up in this kind of like 50s way um a couple of their um a couple of their members were not into it i think mr jim uh stuck by but um frenchy coma the guitarist was like ah nah no thank you i'm a see you later and he 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 went on to try to do um you know, other solo projects which none of them really ever worked out which you know yeah <laughs> he apparently looks back at um at the decision it says oh it was it was a mistake if if he knew that all he had to do was dress up funny uh and and he would have been rich someday uh, he, he said huh, i would i would have done it i would have stuck through it just because i don't like uh, horror movies i missed out on a lot but um yeah the misfits would kind of take on a, a a fun little a fun little moniker and um they Eventually, also, Mr. Jim would eventually leave because they lost a lot of drummers. Oh, they, they, the Misfits go through drummers like like just like tissue. It's insane. 
But um, to you know, keep on. I'm gonna eventually hit a music break. But uh, I just I just want to try to hit almost almost every kind of like album they got. But um, they replaced uh the guitarist in Frenchy Coma with Bobby Steele, and they would have replaced the drummer Mr. Jim with Joey Image. And this would be kind of the start of their um you know their spooky era, um. And they uh they they would show up for uh, their first ever photo shoot. It was a professional photo shoot that uh they they got in um in this this like dingy little studio. And uh, there there's actually an interview with the person who owns the studio. It was it was Ken Cafaya who was who was taking the pictures. Um, but the person that they 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 got the 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 room from says that that they were just you know average teenagers, just loud, snotty. Very cocky, very like, oh, we're we're professionals, but then they talked like cavemen, funny, funny, cute stuff like that. Um, which honestly, it uh, looking at these pictures from that photo shoot, from all the all the promotional stuff, you gotta say it's it it's endearing that now you see all these crockety old men who are kind of just jaded by the music industry, and you you look back and. You see, oh, what, what, what went wrong? You know, um, but the um, the cool thing about it is that uh, with this image, you know, nobody was doing this stuff. Everyone was dressed up in, in in fun colors, or everyone was in like you know had this biker look, but no one had like you know covering themselves in like you know make uh you know like thick eyeliner. Jerry only would have uh wear would wear kind of a little bit of a uh, blue eyeshadow uh and then he would like change it to black and he would have like just this heavy ring at the bottom cheek of his eyelid just like all black and um he would wear like red eyeliner uh it's just just to make it pop uh he had very crystal blue eyes so it, it made it like bam um and he started growing out his hair uh him and glenn uh, they both uh, came up with this idea instead of uh, doing like the uh, the Elvis cowlick because uh, the hair was starting to get too long to, to curl it. Um, I think it was Jerry first that was just like, oh, let me just put it straight. And then uh, Gun was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And so his hair was longer. So he made his, you know, go down to the middle of the face, just just like a little tuft of hair. Um, and that would eventually become the devil lock because both of them would grow their hair out so long that it would just be this giant long lock of hair that would hang in front of their face. And, uh, yeah, that would be pretty much their iconic look. Um, and it was with this lineup of Bobby Steele and Joey Image and, uh, of course, Jerry and Glenn that they would release the uh, EP Beware. Now... Beware is um, was it Beware? Or was it horror business? Oh my! Ah, no, it was horror business, which was their next um, which was their next um, EP. Yes, w- which had the songs "A uh, Horror Business" on the A side, on the B side, "Children from Mars" uh, or "Teenagers from Mars" and "Children in Heat." Which surprisingly, Glenn Danzig has described all of his songs as being love songs. But they're they're not they're not they're they're dark and really gross and really messed up disgusting songs, uh, except for Children in Heat, 
that's actually a, a, a kind of a romantic song about two teenagers just running away with each other in love. And it sounds dark. It sounds like ew, gross, but it's actually like, oh, wait, why is this a romantic song compared to everything else? <laughs> and it's called Children in Heat, which is gross. And um, this would be the first time that they use the uh, the Crimson Go... The, this would be like the first official, like, on the first pressing of anything, that they, they slap the Crimson Ghost on the front. Uh, the Crimson Ghost being a um, an old movie serial with just uh, it was this terrorist guy with like a, a skull mask. And uh, everyone pretty much knows that because if you go to Hot Topic or, or any type of store like that, you're going to see um, the Misfits like skull. Um, there's people that wear like the, the, the skull um, uh, shirt without even knowing what it is. And, you know, you can just be, oh, nice Misfits shirt. And they'll just be like, what? And you got to point out that they're wearing a Misfits shirt and that, oh, uh, thanks. And they don't know what it is. They're just like, oh, that looks cool. And one's like, oh, well, you know, I'm sure someone else would have appreciated that shirt more. But, yeah, you can't tell people how to live their lives. But I am realizing I should be taking a music break right now. So I am going to take a music break. And uh, I'm going to do another Static Age album. And I'm kind of realizing in the middle of this that part of me wants to make this a three-part series. And I think I'm going to slow down a little bit. I'm going to take my time talking about this area of the Misfits. And I'm going to go each week. I'm going to talk about uh, the uh, all, all of their eras. Because they had three three specific eras uh, with the original lineups, and uh, yeah, right now is their 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 proto stuff. It's uh, their very Elvisy stuff. So I'm gonna continue with uh, their first stuff, which is in the uh, the collection of uh, Static Age, and I'd love to play Spinal Remains, but too many f bombs. So instead, I'm going to play. Um, I hope I haven't already played this song before. Because um, it would suck if I already have. But you know what? Screw it. Uh, I'm going to play Return of the Fly. Um, by... You, no, oh, you know? Never mind. I think I have already played this song. Rats. Okay, if, yeah. Because I'm just remembering. I think I played this song my first... Uh, my, my, my first week. So... Um, you know, I'm sure I've, I've also already played this song before, but I just really like it, and I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm going to play uh, Some Kind of Hate. No, it's Some Kind of Hate uh, by The Misfits off the album Static Age.
And that was Some Kinda Hate by the Misfits off the album Static Age. Now, of course, I said earlier before the break is I'm, I'm going to take it slow in, in recanting the history of the Misfits. I already blew by way, way too much, way too much for their history. And I'm realizing that uh, I don't have too much long left in my uh, my recording. I have uh, about 15 minutes. That's perfectly okay because that's, I believe, enough time to semi-get through the rest of this first era of the Misfits. Now, after, um, after, uh, uh, um, horror business, um, they, I believe, yes, after horror business, uh, they would come out in 1979, uh, the EP Night of the Living Dead, and this would be kind of the beginning of their, um, they're a Halloween type of tradition. And I do believe that this was released on Halloween. Um, Night of the Living Dead. Um, and this EP had uh, on the A side, Night of the Living Dead. On the B side, Where Eagles Dare and Rat Fink. Uh, this was just... Um, I, I would say the sound of this album... It just sounds like an exploitation movie, you know. It sounds dirty and grimy and filthy. It has this um, this rockabilly sound to it. That's just like it's like if if the Texas Chainsaw Massacre w- was had a song, you know. Th- th- this would be the soundtrack, you know. Uh, except for uh, where Eagles Dare. Where Eagles Dare is a very I, that's a that's a damn near a pop song. Like the the chorus of it, um, I I I wonder if I can say it, but me questioning it makes me not want to say it. Um, it, it it it's a fun chorus. I do recommend checking out the song "Where Eagles Dare." It's a fun workout song. It's a good jogging song. Um, it's it's good. It's good. Fantastic. I love it. Um. Uh, but then. Next afterwards would be the album Beware. And uh, this album would contain the song um, We Are 138, Bullet Once More, except re-recorded. Also, We Are 138 was re-recorded. Uh, Hollywood Babylon, also recorded. Attitude, re-recorded. Horror Business, re-recorded. Teenagers, Teenagers from Mars, also re-recorded. Um through the years, they re-recorded a lot of stuff because they started to get just a tad bit more money and a tad bit better equipment each and every time. Um, it was very difficult for them to pinpoint what like certain kind of mix because uh, Jerry had one idea for how the song should sound. Glenn has his own version of how the song should sound. And then the engineer himself was like, I think it should sound like this. It, it became like a whole thing. Uh, the Misfits box set that, that was released in the 90s, that was a, a, a release of every recording the Misfits, or almost every recording that the Misfits ever had. There's a few ones that were lost and some that are in copyright issues. But, um, yeah, they, um, uh, you, you can just hear all the different versions of how these songs were done. It, 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 
to me, it's mind blowing, and I I think this is why like it's they're just one of the best bands out there, um, just just because of the, you you can hear so many different versions of a single song. Anyway, but what's important in the B side, the last song on the B side, which is kind of their magnum opus and what this um the, uh, wh- what people remember the misfits for is the song last caress and a lot of people just remember the song because of the first lines of the song which is i got something to say i killed your baby today and it doesn't matter much to me as long as it as it's dead anybody that hears you know glenn's elvisy you know evil voice just like belt out that 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 first line you know it it kind of just sends the shivers down the spine and honestly it comes to um how i first got into the misfits um because th- this is kind of uh the end of uh almost pretty much the end of this first era of the misfits um uh i um uh, it's, to get a little personal stuff, I I, I gotta sorry, I had to collect my thoughts. Um, they um, when I first looked up the Misfits, cause I I saw them on like a you know a, a top ten like best you know type of punk band type stuff, and it was when I was just getting into music. Um, I uh, decided to look them up, and the first thing that popped up, of course, usually music videos are the first thing to pop up, and. Uh, I clicked on it. it was this song called Dig Up Her Bones and it was this poppy half metal type of just song that I wasn't into. I wasn't into the look, all the giant spikes and all this theatrical stuff and the singer, how 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 he just sounded. I wasn't I wasn't into it. Uh, little did I know that that was the um, the second iteration of the Misfits um, when they had changed the lead singer. Uh, Jerry was still in it, but uh, it was a new lead singer and a new rest of the people. And uh, yeah, no, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, no, nope, the Misfits are not for me. I had no idea that there was a first lead singer <laughs> until um, one day on the bus, I was just listening to Spotify and... I had nowhere hear this song, you know, just scream, I got something to say. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. And then the second line, which um which is really dark. I don't feel comfortable saying it because it, it's it's that dark. Um, but you know, it, I, I suppose it's done out of good fun in, in, in a dark, twisted way. Uh it was meant to shock people, the second line of the song. If you want to listen to Last Crest, listen to it yourself. It is a fun song. It sonically, it's perfect. It's it's a great song. It's it's great, but it it is it is a gross thing. Um, as soon as I heard this, I'm like, "Whoa, what is this? This is awesome!" And right away, I had to look, open it up, and it said, "Um, the Misfits, Static Age," and I'm like, "This can't be the same Misfits as I heard before." And so I looked it up, and I found out, oh, that there was. An original lead singer. I'm like, oh, okay, who was this guy? And then I started listening to anything and everything from this original lead singer, Glenn Danzig. And it's I I haven't stopped loving and talking about this band ever since. Like I I I annoy people with how much I love this band, especially you know since they're from New Jersey and I'm from New Jersey. It's like 
It's like finally something other than like a Bruce Springsteen that's that's good. <laughs> you know, we we got Bruce Springsteen, uh, Lou Reed. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lou Reed came out in New Jersey. Um, Kevin Smith. We got Kevin Smith. Yeah, he's still you know, he's still pretty good sometimes. Um, I don't like My Chemical Romance. That band sucks to me. Uh, uh, I think the, the Gerard Way, that lead singer guy, he can write a good comic. He can write a good comic. Music, not so much. Uh, but uh, thankfully, we have one band, and that is the Misfits. And uh, yeah, no, beware. It's the first time that they've had that they you know publicly like went out with um their uh their image you know their 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 spooky you know a uh, 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 horror thing um i mean the the cover of it is just the members kind of like lunging at you like they're like, like they're they're here to attack you know beware um and yeah no they're uh they're just uh fun stuff and they started to get a little bit more attention they started doing uh halloween shows um you know they they dress up um glenn was very famous uh there there's a lot of famous pictures of him in this um kind of a uh, uh, homemade uh skeleton costume where he just got like it looks like a dress shirt like a black dress shirt that he just like painted a rib cage and 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 arm bones and uh he you know painted his face into a skull with acrylic paint and there's just, you know, just famous pictures of just them in their, you know, them just, just rocking out on a, on a Halloween thing. And, um, they, um, when they start to get like slightly more attention in like the underground stuff, still like nobody knew who they were. They weren't, you know, they weren't popping or anything, but there is one really funny interview that I do got to uh I, I do got to talk about and well I lo- I do believe I lost the page where it was yeah the card slipped out but anyway um there was an interview Glenn Danzig uh where it talked about um his early life and by early life, I mean his 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 birth. Uh, he was born in Hack in a hospital in Hackensack, New Jersey, where uh, he almost died as a baby. Um, yeah, he I, I guess he he got he got sick as an infant, and he was most likely just not going to make it. Uh, but uh, the doctors did a good job, and he survived. Um, and in this interview, um, which man, I really wish. I really wish I could find it now, but uh, he said that uh, the world would regret that they let me live that day. <laughs> he just thought that was a perfect, like, on-point thing for uh, Mr. Glenn Danzig to say, because um, seeing future interviews with him and his attitude towards life and all that stuff, uh, yeah, that's perfect him. That, that makes total sense. Uh, I honestly wish there was more interviews with with him uh, at this age uh, during the Misfits because by the time he gets to his second and third band, he's kind of jaded and really mean. And when you see like slight like little interviews and like old stuff from the Misfits, you see him shy and kind of bubbly. Like you see him like just different. Um, 
yeah, he he was kind of just, I guess, you know, he was just wet behind the ears, as they say. So I wonder if that's it. It's just like, you know, when you're young, you're inexperienced and you're doing it for the fun. Um, and yeah, no, I, I would definitely wish there, there could have been more information about about them. Um, so, yeah, I think right now, what time is it? Uh, oh, we're just about out of time. And I honestly, right now, I think there's no other better song to just go out on than uh, playing Horror Business. Uh, the song that, of course, is the uh, what inspired the name of my show. And it's what we're talking about all the time, every time. And what we're going to be talking about next week, we're going to be talking about um, the Misfits' Walk Among Us, which is technically their first LP. Because I was talking about Static Age, but that's another story. I was referring to Static Age as kind of their first stuff, but no, 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 no. First stuff, their first full-length album, Walk Among Us. We're going to be talking about their new guitarist, which has a, a fun little twist with it. Um, and we're going to be going into uh, how they transition to, to heavy heavy stuff and um next time i'm definitely going to be a lot more prepared because uh this is a topic that i I, i'm gonna go all out on because the misfits deserve uh, a little more and um yeah uh i i hope you enjoy um the misfits uh horror business off the album horror business um yeah this is this one's like one of my favorites i deeply love this song anyway so yeah thank you so much um you have a wonderful day night evening whatever um please stay safe uh know that uh, you're not alone you're loved you know find find someone to talk to find a stranger find somebody there there's going to be someone that'll listen to you thank you so much and stay spooky <laughs>